Hello everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the LFC Red Poets podcast. I'm your host Les Lawson and tonight I'm joined by Tommy Keegan, Pete Warburton as normal and our special guest is Mike Wilson. Tonight we're going to look look forward to Saturday's 12.30 kickoff against our local rivals Everton in the first Merseyside derby of the season. So away we go with the preview. So Tom, I'll start with you on this one. Today, um, the, the Liverpool squad returned to training. No Andy Robinson. Um, you know, how big a blow do you think it'll be? You know, being without Robbo, there are talks that he could be out for as long as four months. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a blow, isn't it? But we've got a good replacement there, Les, in, in, in Costa, haven't we? So I think, I think he won't let anybody down. And I think once he gets a run of games, he'll improve with a run of games. So the only thing is it leaves you short if you have another knock there, doesn't it? That's, that's you know, it's, it's it's such a long time. Like the first one I had, first I had was 10 weeks and then, all of a sudden, they were saying like it could go up to four months because you might need an operation. I think they're I think they're playing it by ear for a week or two, aren't they, to see how it goes, and then and then they'll make a decision. Then probably big bit of a bit of a blog at the wrong time, really. But internationals don't do us any favors usually. Mike, you actually seen it happen, didn't you? Because you sort of text me at the at the time that. That had happened and said this doesn't look good. So it is a massive blow, isn't it, to be out for Robbo for you know, for even a couple of games. But if it if it leads to being four months out, you know, that's gonna be a massive blow and there's gonna be massive pressure, you know, on Costas. Yeah, I didn't actually see it happen, but I, I, something flashed up on uh, whether it was Twitter or text from my mate uh pretty soon after. And, and it and it didn't look good, did it? I, if you think back to the previous seasons, you know, before a couple of years ago, our left-back replacements have all been pretty ropey, haven't they? Whether it's Moreno or or various other ones that we've had come in and they're you know, in sewer and whatever. I, I think in, in Simicas, whilst I don't think he's been on the greatest form this season, I agree with Tom that if he gets a run in the team, then... Um, I think he'll get a bit steadier, and and he is a good player. He's a really good player. He's a good lad as well. So you know, we just gotta, we just gotta trust in him. And it and it means that in the in the Carabao and in the, maybe even in the Europa, you'll see Luke Chambers get a get a game or two. So I'm all for that, really. Well, don't know whether to to break this to you, Mike, but Luke has also got an injury. He's um yeah. he turned his ankle in training for the. I think it was the England under twenty squad and didn't play in either of the game. Um, Joycey reported that it was a twisted ankle. Now, how bad that twisted ankle is, I don't know. Um, so we'll have to wait for an update on from Jurgen tomorrow on Young Chamber. But Callum, Callum Scanlon trained with the squad today. You know, he, he impressed during pre-season. He's only sort of just under eighteen, I think. So he'll be a massive. You know, massive step up for him to come in the team, but he is a he's another decent player, not as good as Chainbow, but he is a decent player. Pete, do you think there's you know it's it's really true what what sort of Mike said there, isn't it? That you know a player like Costas comes in for a game, and people judge him on that one game when he hasn't you know played in the in the team you know on a consistent basis, and so he he doesn't get chance to get any rhythm into his 
into his performance and into his games. So do you think that that like some people are sort of maybe doubting Costas a little bit too much and the time to judge him really is when he has had a run of games to get it to get into get some confidence and get some rhythm into his performances. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> there's been games when he's he's either started or come on and I I've always thought he's a decent left back. I know when he first joined <clears throat> and I think he played a couple of maybe Carabao games or, or whatever. And he looked shattered after 60 minutes. And, you know, you could tell it was a whole new ball game to him, pardon the pun, but, it, you know, he, he did look shattered. But some of the games he's played, arguably, he, he puts better crosses into the box than Robbo. Um, and I think, like the lads have alluded to earlier on, Robbo hasn't had a brilliant start to the season. I think he had a very good game two or three weeks ago. I can't remember which one. And we all agreed he was possibly right up there for man of the match. Um, so yeah, a run of games isn't going to do the lad any harm. And I, I was looking, you know, while we were speaking, and and the names you've mentioned, there's also uh, is it Lee Jonas as well? I'm not too sure if he's a left back or a centre back. He's more might, of a centre back, Pete. Yeah, you might see some of these kids um playing. I mean, if we can, you know, qualify early enough in the Europa. And it'll give them a bit of experience. And they may have to keep Costas at the firing line in some of these games and just have him there, um, you know, as for the Premier League. Because if it is as bad as it says for Robbo, you know, it is gonna it, it's gonna be the other side of Christmas, isn't it? Already. And you're thinking, God, you know, would they even go into the transfer markets in in January if it was a really long term, if it's gonna be four months? So yeah, you you're probably gonna see these kids, but I think more so. In the in the Europas and um, maybe away at Bournemouth in the cup, but I I think it'll only do him good. Costas and you know as I say he's come on in certain games and he hasn't looked out of place. The the only thing I sort of question him early days was his fitness. He just looked absolutely shattered. But I think he's got the hang dog expression anyway. He looks shattered when he walks on the pitch. To be honest, but yeah, it'll be it'll be good for him. Good experience, but he he knows really he's going to be you now. First choice till the new year, at least, I would think. Yeah, it, I agree with what you said there, Peter. I thought in his first season, he struggled, didn't he? You know, with the, the, we were in the, the sort of midst of lockdown. He was struggling with his fitness levels. You know, he played a couple of games and then got out injured and could get no rhythm into his game at all. And then in his second season, you know, when he come in, he did really well. And I think he surprised people of of how, how good he was. And there was I remember there was a few conversations going around at the time because Robert had, had a little bit of a dip in form for a period. And there was a there was a lot of talk going around that maybe Costa should be should now be first choice. But you know, Robert quickly regained his form and his confidence and you know was Mr. Consistence as ever during that season. And then last season Costa seemed to have a bit of a an in out season again where he he seemed to be to not be able to come down for the highs of scored in that winning penalty, you know, against Chelsea in the cup final. So, you know, he he really didn't pull up any trees last season. But having said that, I don't think he really got a consistent run of games, and everybody struggled really last season. So it will be interesting to see which Costas we do see over the coming weeks. Hopefully, it's the Costas of the. This season we nearly done the quadruple, and hopefully, you know, we're on the games. We'll give him confidence. We'll give him 
renewed optimism that he can, you know, it's up to him, isn't it? You know, if he does a job when he gets back in the side, then Robbo's got a, a fight on his hands to, you know, to get his place back. On the other hand, you know, if he doesn't prove that he's up to the job between now and, and Christmas, if Robbo is going to be out for an extended period, then Pete's right. You know, Liverpool could look to, to move in, in the transfer market and, and cost us his long-term future. Could be could be in doubt, even though he signed a, an extension to his contract recently. So, you know, hopefully, for, you know, for everybody, we all wish him wish him luck. You know, we, we want to see Costas really push himself forward, show that he is an able deputy for Robbo, and also show Robbo that, you know, when you're fully fit, mate, you're going to have a fight on your hands to get your shape back. So we'll we'll see what happens. But there is also a train of thought, Tom, and I'll come to you on this one. That with with Jürgen liking to like like using Trent as the inverted fullback, then instead of bringing Costas in, he could bring move Joe Gomez over to say the left hand side, and have play like with three more traditional centre backs and say Canate with Van Dijk in the centre and Gomez on the left, which would then give Trent a little bit more freedom, you know, to do you know, his thing in the midfield. So what would you think of, of that suggestion? We, we talked about that earlier in the season, didn't we, where we were looking to a three where they got three solid movable centre-backs. I think he'll probably... I think he likes this system that he, he, he's found now with... with, with with, you know, like sense as the inverted fullback. So I think you, you'll probably see him keep to the same shape. But it's always an option, isn't it? You've always got another option to if you wanted to do that and to try something new. She said Joe Gomez won't let you down if he comes in. And I, I'm expecting I'm, I'm expecting Costas to do really well. Every time he comes in, he gets a run of games. I think he'll do he'll do us he'll be, he'll be all right. I don't think he'll let anybody down. So I've got no, even with the, with the youngsters, you know, the kids are going to get a chance. This is an opportunity, isn't it? It's one, when, when there's, a, a, when there's a, a, an injury, it's always somebody else's chance, you know, like to shine. If they come in and do a good job, the young boy who comes in now and does a, a good job, then like he jumps up in the pecking order. So... I think I think while we we have got plenty of options, I think Jürgen will be seen, you know, like he'll probably go to his traditional his traditional four at the back. Mike, it's fair to say that when we use the you know Trent in the inverted full back role, you know, towards the end of last season and Costas come in for a couple of games during that run, he never looked particularly comfortable playing the, that actual role, he seems more comfortable to be, to play as a traditional left-back. Do you think that would be a consideration, really, from Jürgen, when he's when he's thinking about what to do about Robbo, that he either returns to playing a normal back forward, Trent just as a traditional full-back, or if he wants to continue with the inverted role, if he doesn't then feel as though Costas is suited to that, type of role, do you think then he could do something with say bringing in a Joe Gomez to play to play over there? I can't see him I can't see him playing Gomez there. I, 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 he has played there before. I remember him playing sometimes before and you get you get 
you get great defender, but you get nothing going forward. And and I don't I don't think he's willing to sacrifice that. I I, I, I don't really see it as a different role to a to a left back. You might have more defensive responsibility, but it's not it's not a left centre back role that that Robbo plays. He plays a left back, but he but he, you know when when uh, Trent's in midfield, he he stays back a little bit more. Um, I, I I I just Simicas is going to play. He's going to play the majority of the games while he's out. Unless we buy somebody in January, he's going to play the majority of of the. You play all the Premier League games while he's out. I think. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I mean, I've I've got my team written down here. All, albeit I don't know anyone's come back with knocks and bruises from South America or whatever. Uh, and Costas is in my side, and I think. As Mike has just alluded to there, you're going to lose something playing a right-footed defender at left-back. We used to see it with Carrow when, when he played at left-back. You, you didn't have the impetus going forward. And as I said earlier on, there's times that the game we say that Costas is a better crosser of the ball. So you don't want to lose that forward emphasis you know, from that side. So I, I think I agree with both the lads. I think we'll go with the, a back four as usual. Um, and maybe, you know, Costas will learn as we go. Maybe they've done a few training sessions before the derby, um, or they will have a chance to. Uh, and, you know, Costas will have to maybe remember more of his defensive duties when, when Trent goes on his walkabout sort of thing. But I, I can't see I can't see him putting a square peg in a round hole. I can't see Joe playing at left-back, to be honest. Tom, good news today, the... Cody Gakpo appeared to be taking part in the in the full training session, which is a bit of a boost, you know, to considering, you know, we, we might get away with him only missing the one game against Brighton. So yeah, good to see him back. And you know, as Pete said there, it looks as though the the, the lads who were away in South America were all back. And I think I think the difference this time between um, the lads coming back from South America and the last time before the Wolves game was I think the South American games were last time were Wednesday night stroke early hours of Thursday morning yeah. and we um, we what you call it we we sort of had to sort of you know get them back and get them ready for the for the next game um, and you know I think and also. Alexis McAllister was sort of, um, you know, having to play at altitude. So, you know, what what do you make? Do you think that they're all them will be, you know, available for selection and and in the starting eleven come come half eleven on Saturday when Jurgen names his team. I think I think the difference that was as you said with with the last time is is McAllister played in in Ecuador, didn't he? And that was and he didn't get back till really late. It's Nunes who had the last game, I think, this time. But he scored late on, didn't he, against Brazil? Though he scored the winner, so I think he's going to be up for it. Although he did cramp up, he said, you know, for for after the game. But again, it's it's Jürgen tends to he doesn't like to play them with you know with the South American boys. But I don't think we've got much choice really this time, have we? I think I think with. Um, I think I think Gabco, if he's fit, will definitely play. I think Nunes will probably come off the bench, which will be 
interesting. But it's always good to have your quality players back. How is is Jotter available or is he still out? No, oh, he's available. Yeah. He's available. He's mm-hmm. available. So that's not too bad. So it's we're more or less we're more or less full compliments, aren't we? I don't know. I think I think he might I might he might leave the the two hours in, in in Nunes and Diaz again, if that's the case, and um, bring them off the bench. So we would just start if you left them both on the bench. You know, it, it would your front three be then, Tom? John, oh, Josh is in, isn't he? Or is he still yeah. out? So you'd have Josh, Jack Bowen, and Salah would you? Yeah. Hmm, interesting, interesting thought that. Because yeah, he, they had the two later games, didn't he? Yeah, it obviously depends on the um, oh, what you call it on on I suppose how how the the, the shape up in training, isn't it? Over the next sort of couple of sessions, and you'll yeah. train today. They'll have a session tomorrow, and then they'll um, they'll what you call it. Then they'll be then Jurgen will make his mind up. But I think I think Mike being without Curtis Jones is is going to be. You know, a blow for Liverpool, and and again, you know, he he'll probably he misses Forrest, but he'll be able to play in midweek. Um, so what do you what do you think of who do you think will come in left side of midfield? Yeah, we're because uh, Harvey played last time, didn't he? And then was yeah. was hooked at time. I'll go. I've got to go with uh, Gravenbach. Playing in the left hand side of the uh, of the midfield three, it just seems obvious to me that um, that, that that he needs to start. Um, he's played really, really well in the games that he's played. He needs to start with with Sabosli, and then it's a question of who plays in the in the six. Yeah, and we've we've now been joined by a special guest, the the, the son of one of the greatest players to ever play for Liverpool. A big welcome to. Emlyn News Junior, and I'll bring Emlyn in at this point and just say, and, and as I say, they'll be near standing up on the back of my neck anytime soon because, <laughs> you know, it just sounds exactly like his dad. So, Emlyn, welcome to the LFC Red Poets podcast. We're just previewing the the, the, the the derby on Saturday morning. We we, we, we just discussed, you know, Costa Simicas, and, you know, your dad was a former centre-back stroke left-back. So what would you think about you know Costas coming in and you know, out with Andy Robbo being out? To be fair, I mean he's he's never really let us down, has he? He's 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 solid. He's he's all right. I mean I'd rather I'm not going to say I'm not going to say I'd rather have Robbo because hopefully he has a great game on on uh, on Saturday morning, but Saturday lunchtime. But yeah, he's just. I mean, to be fair, if we can't beat Everton, I mean they're terrible. <laughs> Just don't say. Just don't hey, say. I live in, I live, I live in the Manchester area, so I get grief from the banks. I've had grief from the banks for the last twenty odd years. Well, not for the last six or seven. They're they're He's what? I said that's the best. The best introduction. Two sentences in. If you can't be this lovely man, come back in. Right, I'm done. See ya. <laughs> I think everyone wants us to say that, Evelyn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too polite. We, we, we yeah. all want to say that, but we, we like to be 
we like to be diplomatic. Um, yeah. But yeah, so, so I'm not the right person for this then. <laughs> <laughs> so Pete, would you go for Graven Birch on the left as well, or would you bring Harvey Elliott in? As I say, I've written my team down and nowhere the will I have put Graven Birch there. I just right. think when 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 he has played, he's looked at, he's looked fantastic. He glides over the pitch and that. Uh, you could you know it, as you say they look at the training session. I believe um, Alexis played in the number six for Argentina the other day and he had a decent game. They were saying how good a game. So I know it's not as probably his best position and you know a couple of times he's probably been caught. I was playing that number six, but I think I think he'll go with uh, McAllister. Uh, as I say, my team's got Gravenberg, and then there's that other fellow who just makes the numbers up, that Hungarian fellow who doesn't really do <laughs> How good is he, good is he by I'll the way? I'll give him a start as well. Yeah. <laughs> Your love child, Pete, you mean? They <laughs> uh, don't tell Jean that I went to, I told her I went to Prague, but I actually went to Budapest. Yeah, about 23 years ago, was it, Pete? <laughs> <laughs> I was that weekend. I don't remember much about it, but, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I think that would, I think that would be the midfield three. Well, it it'll be my midfield three come Saturday morning. Yeah, you know it could totally be different. Maybe Harvey might get the call, but um, that's the three I've put down on paper anyway. Tom, it depends how McAllister is, isn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tom, would they be your midfield three as well? Yeah, I I, I suppose so, Les. I think unless as you as you say. There might be a little question mark over McAllister, and he and he, he might start. He might start Endo, but um, that'd be the if the first choice that you put them three out. I like Gavinberg. I think he's I think he's top top quality. As you talk about the gliding on the pitch, he's just he's just on a different plane, isn't he? He's he's so much so much quality, and I don't think he he had a game, so he's been really rested, hasn't he? So he should be. He should be right up for the game. He should be right up. Even though apparently Harvey Elliott played played really well the other day for, mm. for the under twenty ones. But again, I don't think anybody who comes in will let you down. But I think that would be my choice if it stayed the three of them. Yeah, Emlyn. And Endo has, has also been away and, and was playing you know, played two games with Japan during the international break. So basically, you know, he's had the same sort of travel um, problems, if you like, you know, that, that McAllister's had. And I think McAllister and a couple of the other or the other South American players all come back on a on a private jet to get them back a little bit quicker. So when you take those things into account, you can definitely see McAllister starting, can't you, at the at the weekend? Yeah, I think you will. I think I think to be fair, the two the two Shoeins a Savoslay who's different class, um, and uh, McAllister, um, and then yeah, I I would go with Raffin Birch, but I think I don't know. I think he might just go with the tried and test and play Elliot. Um, mm. But I would personally go with Raffin Birch. But who are we to question Jurgen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He he sort of looks at them in training. Oh, no, all right, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> See, see how they pull up as such, you know what I mean? And then and then the team comes out and uh, an hour before kickoff and everybody says, What's he doing picking that team? So yeah, yeah, all those sensible ones don't, but um everybody else does, yeah. You know I'd like to see Nunes start, but I don't think he will. I think he'll I think he'll start Nunes on the bench. 
But when yeah. you look at when you look at his stats, I was I was I was reading something today. You look at his stats for the season. He started eight games and he's had is it 11, 11, 12 goal involvements. Yeah, is it six yeah. six goals, six assists from eight starts? I mean, that's for someone that all the manks that I'm surrounded by are telling me that it's a flop. Um, that's not bad. No, not bad for a flop when they pay yeah, exactly hundred million for Anthony, is he? You know no, exactly. <laughs> So you know they've got they've got no uh, no ammunition to fire on that score. That so is. so Tom Everton's form away from home is, uh, hasn't been too bad this season. You know they although they lost at Aston Villa early in the season, you know then they they won at Brentford and they've won it at Aston Villa. You know in in the cup. So the the away form has obviously been a bit better than the than the home form. So it'll be, it'll be, they will come with a, a low block, you'd expect, wouldn't you, Tom? And, and sort of make it difficult for us and try and hit us on the break. I can't see, I can't see Sean Dice changing his tactics, Les. Can you? He's, no. used, he's used the same tactics everywhere he's been. For the so, last 20 odd years, yeah. Yeah, he's not, that's not going to change. They'll come out backwards, they'll come out backwards and go straight into <laughs> positions and not move from the edge of the box. You know, from from most of the game, but like if they come out know, with a nil-nil draw, they'll be they'll be dancing around the city, won't they? Yeah. You know what they get? They, they, his tactics will be exactly the same. The good thing is, we seem to we we seem to be a little better this season against teams who played a low block. I think Liverpool have stretched teams a lot better this season. You know, when with Diaz and Nunes and and Gapco, I think, and you know, even. I think even with McAllister and and and, and Bosley, they're pulling them all over the place. So, I, I, and even Curtis Jones was an extensive. You know, I think he's played really well this season. But I, I, I fancy, I fancy us if we score early, Les. I think we, I think we'll run a muck against these. You know, I think these could be. Although we don't tend to play well at the twelve thirty kickoff, I think there's going to be a time. I think. If we manage to score early against them and have forced them out, I think we'll score a few against Nicholas. them, to be honest. Yeah. Pete, you're expecting anything different from Sean Dice than you've seen before? No, still the same gravelly voice before and after the game. <laughs> I, I, I think um, I, I'm with Tom. I, th- I think I was talking to a blue in work today, actually, and he, he came out with the usual. Oh, we're going to be, he said, I'll be leaving again at half time. I always do. And I said, Don't be giving us that. I think they'll try and keep it tight. They'll defend and defend. But what the, what the probably are good at under any Sean Dice team are set pieces, and that's what they will go for. So you can expect them to load the box when if they get a corner or a free kick. Um, but like Tom said, if we move the ball quick enough, and we seem to be moving the ball quicker now. We we seem to be doing better against these low block teams, um. So, yeah, it's it's just the usual. I mean, it's the first fixture to look for when the fixtures come out. It's always Wednesday derbies, and I don't particularly enjoy them to be honest because I'm hoping I'll go into work on Monday and have a good laugh with you know with the blue nose. But if God of Everton beat us, I mean, luckily when they did beat us a couple of so years ago, they, it was in the lockdown and they didn't have to face him, you know. But um, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I mean, you know, you know what dice teams do. They defend for their lives. And I've watched a couple of the Everton games on the telly and the, and the Brentford games, particularly, they played really well. 
and he fully deserved to be three one. He defended well, but they attacked well as well. So it's not going to be a walkover, but um, I, I'd expect us to beat them certainly. Yeah. Yeah, Emily, um, are you expecting it? I know you you sort into before that you weren't expecting anything different than Sean Dice has served up for twenty years. So is this going to be a surprise to us all, or is it just going to be the same old Sean no. Dice? No, it'll be exactly. It'll be the. It'll be Sean Dyche. It's just every team he's ever had. Um, he'll defend. They'll hope to get something either like like Pete said from a free kick locked into the box, lump, lump, or get somehow get through the corner or something along those sort of lines. But I think if they go one nil down and start chasing it, like Tom said, we could we could run them up with yeah. the pace that we've got going forward. When we get the ball, if they push too many forward, we could we could absolutely destroy them. Like we did United last year. Yeah, let's hope so. Mike, do you think Liverpool, if he's selected for <coughs> targets, actually young, as the Everton weak link at the back with the with either the pace of Salah, Diaz, or Nunes, you know, could could go on that side and go up against them? Well, they're predicting he'll play left back, aren't they? Because uh, Patterson's going to play right back, so he's going to be up against Mo if he plays there. I, I think, uh, do you know what? I think he'll pull a fast one, will uh, Jurgen. I think he'll play Nunes and Diaz and Mo. Uh, mm-hmm. Simply because he's got another game in midweek, but, but I don't. I think this will come too early for Gakpo in terms of his back from injury. Um, and I think he'll want absolute pace against that back four with the likes of Tarkovsky in and, uh, and Ashley Young in. And and I think he'll see that as pace. And also, it's easier to to play those lads for sixty minutes, get two three ahead, and 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 you can't think that way. But actually, you've got to kind of back yourself, get get ahead, and then maybe rest one of them or rest both of them at some point in in stages. But I think you'll I think you'll play all three of our main three forwards and absolutely go for him because that's the way to beat Evan. Yeah, Tom, the referee on on Saturday is Craig Pawson. Um, so what do you make of what do you make of his selection to to take the whistle on on Saturday morning? I don't. I, 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 he's not one of my favourites, but but like to be honest, he's not one of my worst neither. To be honest, guys. So I'm 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 put up with him. You know what I mean? It's the other fool that's in the in in the VAR, isn't it? Cute. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that doesn't fill me with. With a great deal of confidence, but I think I, I'm open. I'm open that like we don't have to talk about the you know the referee at the end of the game for the change. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? But Pools in the last couple of times he's been at Anfield, he hasn't been bad. You know what I mean? He, he hasn't had a bad bad game. So hopefully he'll be better than than what we've had of recent weeks. Tom, but before we move on and ask Pete this question. I've had a message from one of our, our listeners who told me to ask you a question. Oh, no, go on. He said, he, he, it's come from Jonathan, by the way, so he said he'd be listening in and to make sure he asked you the question. Go on. So he said he really enjoys the podcast, he said, and he particularly enjoyed the George Sefton one. He said, but he wants to know, when did you become on the payroll of the PGMOL? Um, oh, nice. So that's the question he's asked me. Don't shoot the messenger here, Tom. Don't shoot the messenger. I think Jonathan deserves an answer. 
Yeah, Jonathan does deserve an answer. I, I'm not on the pay payroll of PGM OL. I'd say to be, so you know what I'd say to do? I'd say to be sensible where referees are concerned. It's a job that I wouldn't like to do myself. It's a terrible job, you know, like, and I, and when we had when we had Mike Hanley on, I thought Mike was brilliant when he when he gave, when he, he told us and talked about what you know like about what he was telling us about Taylor and things. Sometimes I think his supporters, and this probably won't satisfy a, a lot of what I'm going to say, but sometimes as supporters we do tend to to have a little moan at referees. Sometimes and you walk out, myself included. And I look at them and I think afterwards when we've walked away, I think, well, have I been like harsh on them when you see and some of the decisions that, that you see that I thought were, were nailed on decisions, you know, like and you'd see you see them from a different point of view. So I don't but what I, what I do like, I love to be I love to be talking about football. And I think I don't want to be talking about referees. I, I, I think the referees should be in the game and not seen in the game. And we should be talking about the footballers and the players. So I'm sorry, sorry, Jonathan, if I've upset you. But that's, 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 me. I'm not in the PGM. Oh, well. <laughs> I think you've answered that really well, Tom. So, thank you. Peter, you Diplomatic, happy? Les. Yeah. Are you happy with the, yes? You'll, you'll have splinters on your backside now to go with. With all the other injuries you've got as well, and by the way, <laughs> we, we're now calling Toby Tommy Nabby because he's, now, as you all know, he had an operation on his knee, and now his other knee's gone. He's got a, a calf injury as well, so he's been to Anfield once this season, and he's out now for God knows how long. So, <laughs> so Jürgen, Jürgen, when he gives his update tomorrow, he'll be oh, Tommy anytime soon. Please. In all serious, Tom, get fit, oh. mate. Oh my and God, Les. <laughs> Keith, what do you make of the, the appointment of Craig Pawson? Uh, a bit like Tom, he's not one of the worst. I'm just glad Dejan Lovren's not playing because if he breathes on uh, Calvert Lewin, he'll fall over again. He gave the penalty when Allardyce was in charge, and I, I've watched it umpteen times since. And Allardyce said, well, you don't raise your hand in the box. And he didn't even raise his hand. It was shoulder to shoulder. So um, I agree. I mean, I've always said it, it, it must be one of the hardest jobs where you're out in the middle there. I mean, I, I've refereed a couple of kids' games when our Jack was playing. And it's very difficult to just make a split decision. The, the, the disappointing thing now is that we're, we're bang up to date with VAR and they're not making the correct decisions whether it goes against what the referee's done or it backs them up. And that's the most disappointing thing. We've, we've got everything in place there to have... I'm not saying you're going to get 100% right, but you should get a, a good 90% plus right. And and we've seen tackles since uh, Kersis got sent off at Tottenham that were worse than that, and they've gone unpunished. And that's the bugbear with me. So... It could have been any. I, I'm glad he's Pawson is is ahead of certain other referees who I won't mention. But you know, it, I'm hoping he's got the. He should have. He's got the experience, and it it's going to be frenetic for the first ten twenty minutes. It's going to be tackles flying in. There's going to be, you know, it, it. You know what derbies are like. So hopefully he's going to be strong enough to to just calm the situation down. And if Liverpool don't get into a kicking match, um. An attritional game, I, I'm sure he can win, you know. Um, what would your dad make a VAR one day? 
<laughs> he was never the biggest fan of referees, was he? Um, <laughs> VAR was sold to everyone in football as it will get the glaringly wrong decisions right and clearly it's not it's still people who are making it's still a person who's making a decision on what they see and I mean taking the taking the Diaz offside out of the equation the flattening from Anana on uh, on the Wolves player the handball for Man City last year there's or season before, there's there's hundreds of decisions that you just look at and go, even with even with technology, how can they get to that decision? How can they look at that and get to that decision? Um, I don't know. I'm <laughs> part of me. I mean, I've never ever said it before, but part of me is actually quite glad that Dad's not here to see it. Um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, he, uh, the yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that says it all, doesn't it? I mean, the only one we were glad to see wasn't it was Clive Thomas. He was our favourite, especially after after Main Road in, in seventy seven. You know, good old Clive, and then he he gave us a goal, didn't he? In uh, at Wembley a few a few years yeah. later, when uh, when Sammy Lee was laying on the floor and the line was flagged for offside, he gave the goal and upset John Lyle. So so Clive <laughs> Thomas, it is Mike. What do you make of? Of the PGML appointing David Coote to be the VAR official after you know he was on VAR when you know Virgil got put out for the season virtually. Uh, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, the thing is, you, you've got, you've had incidents with so many of the rest that if you if you started getting brassed off with every you know every single appointment. Then you're going to wind yourself up. Aren't you? I mean, he's rubbish. But you know, the thing is, being being a VAR ref should be all about your knowledge of the game. It shouldn't be about anything else. It do, it's it's not that you have to see something. It's not that you have to, you know, some of these. You know, you look at Kalina and some of the really best refs. And they could see things out of the corner eyes and they could read it and interpret it. You don't have to do that with VAR. You look at the facts. And, and so you've got to hope that some of these people... To, to me, I'd rather have Coop than Tierney on... Um, um, there's a lot more refs that I'd rather not have John Brooks on VAR than... than, than so, uh, you know, he's, he's rubbish, but there's far worse, you know, cases that we could have. Right, Pete. You've been itching to do this all night because you. I don't know how many times you've said you've got your team wrote down. So, let, go on, do your George Sefton best impression and read out your starting eleven. Can I play? Um, can I play some music? Miss the mission, please. <laughs> I did ask him to play that. He better play that. Some on Saturday. Uh, I think the only position really that we haven't covered between us is probably centre back and who, who pairs up with Virgil. I've gone for Joel Matip, to be honest, only for the fact that he, when he was in the side recently, he's played well. And obviously, he's not been on international duty. So, the, the back four, Trent, Joel, Virgil and Costas, the three I picked were the same as, as Mike. I'm not sure if it's the same as Tom as well. McAllister, Sobers, Lyon, Gravenberch. And I agree with Mike, the front three, Salah, Nunes and Diaz, just go for the throws. Um. As I say, this is this is all on the assumptions that they're all 100%. Yeah. And they haven't come back yet, lagged or with a few knocks and that. But that would be my starting 11, definitely. Tom, do you, 
you would you make any changes at that eleven? No, but it's a good enough team. I think I, I've got a feeling that he'll go with Gapco and, and Jota, Les, because of the, the last... They, they come in as late as they came in and Nunes cramped up, didn't he, in the game against against Brazil? You know, so, like, it, it, as you say, a lot will depend on how he sees the training session. If the training session went well, you know, like, I, I think that he was saying they've only got two sessions, haven't he? Yeah. He was saying we've got two sessions before he picks the side, so like it depends if 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 Diaz as Diaz has come back flying and he, he looks there. I agree with all the lads. He, to me, he, he would be my first choice all the time, but because he, he looks so sharp this season, he looks he just looks incredible. He, he's a hand, he's such a handful to play, and he, he's so quick, he's so strong, even. Even the goal he scored against Brazil was a, it was a decent goal. You know? So like you know, like so he's up. He, he'd be up for it, but I've just got a feeling he'll go with Jota and Gapco. But I think I agree with the rest of the side. Canate played. Canate played, didn't he? Joel hasn't played, and he uh, he's another one who hasn't played. So he's probably more likely to play at the back with Virgil. Emlyn, do you do you agree with with Pete's team, or would you make any alterations? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I reckon he'll go Matip and Van Dijk at the back. Um, not that there's anything wrong with Canati, but I just think he'll go with Matip and Van Dijk. Um, midfield three, I think he'll go Elliot on the left hand side, and then uh, up front, I would I would go Diaz and Salah, and then I think he'll probably go with Jota up front. Um, and then have Gakpo and Nunes to come off the bench. Mike, where where are you going with your with your selection? Well, well much as everyone said, uh, I think Matip will will be the uh, second centre back, and and I think we're all agreed on the um, the mid. Well, most of us agreed on the midfield of McAllister. Soberslight and Gravenbach. I do think Gravenbach will play, but yeah, he, he might go with Elliot, but I think Gravenbach will play. And I, and I have said that I think he'll go all out with his best three, but I, I think what Emily said about Jota uh, potentially uh, as the as the nine, I, I think Jota's our best kind of, um, what's the word, penalty box finisher. Oh, finisher. Yeah, he's... Oh, he's, he's, he's He's our best tapper in uh, finding... He, he finds space in the box that other players don't find space. It's just instinctive with him. And, I, and, I, and it, you know, whilst he's not quite as fast, he does he does give centre-backs a right pain because he looks for the goal. So that is the one thing he could do. If he plays... I'd rather see him play in the centre than on the wing because because if he's not playing on the wing... If he's playing on the wing, it means Diaz isn't playing. I like Diaz playing, so uh, so I do think it'll be Nunes and Diaz. But a, 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 it's a good shout to possibly say that he might pick Jota. Yeah, I mean, the only I think question mark I have with the, I just wonder if Canate will play. You know, with his extra pace, uh, might have come off early in the last game against Brighton, and Canate come on. There's got to be a time where. Yeah, we get Canati back up and running, and I think he is the the first choice to partner Virgil when you know, when everybody's fit in normal circumstances. 
So I'm probably edging towards Yo Canate starting. And I agree with the midfield. And I'm hoping that he'll go with, with Nunes, Diaz and Salah. But I would understand if Nunes was on the bench and Jota started. So it will be interesting come, um, you know, half 11 on Saturday morning when the teams dropped it, what, what yeah, hand Jürgen has played. But he's certainly, you know, the, the fact that hopefully Gakpo comes through the sessions without any reaction, you know, will, will have given us a boost and give Jürgen another couple of options to think about. So we'll move on now to prediction time. So, Thomas, I'll open the batting with you. So, what what you going for on Saturday then? Yeah, I think if we score early, Les, I think we'll beat them 4 0. Wow, a very positive Tom. Pete, what are you going for? Uh, I'm probably going to go for my old favourites. The first derby I went to on the cop was the 3 1, and it was remembered really for the goal by Martin Dobson in the second half at Everton. Uh, so I'm going to go for 3 1 again. Uh, I don't know why I've afforded Everton a goal. I just think he might get one from a set piece, that's all. Emlyn, you're next. Um, well, Peter's just stole me thunder because three one seems to be every every result we have at the minute. Um, <laughs> if we score early, it could it could get daft if Everton starts to chase it. It could get four or five, but I don't know. I take I take any I take anything that means three points. To be honest, um, no, I reckon I reckon three one's a good shout. To be honest, Michael, that was my shout as well. Three one. <laughs> Right, okay. They're all with you tonight, Pete. I tell you, well, I'm going. I'm going for a two-nil victory for the Reds, but I don't think. I think it could be sort of. I'll take a little bit of work to to break them down and get the get the first goal. But I'm open the. I'm open out of all the predictions. Tommy's is the right one because yeah. <laughs> it'll what you call it'll give us. It'll make us all come out of Anfield. You'll come. You know uh, what? Half past two. On Saturday afternoon, with a, a massive big smile on our faces. So, so here we go. So, on that note, we'll end the latest edition of the LFC Red Poets podcast. Let's hope that it's a it's a a weekend that the Reds will be enjoying and smiling going into work on Monday. And I'll finish as normal by saying, as you always do, justice for the ninety-seven. Don't buy the sun, and you'll never walk alone. Until next time, and just before I go, a thank you to Tom. Pete, Mike, and our special guest, Eminent News Jr. Thanks again, everybody, and see you soon. Cheers, lads.